Welcome to another episode of the Bench Time Podcast, presented by HO Scale Customs. Now buckle up, you fine scale freaks. This week's episode of the Bench Time Podcast is brought to you by our patrons. Last week, we picked up a new patron, Mike. We want to thank Mike for becoming a patron to our show, and now he has exclusive access to our patron-only podcast. It's usually about a 20 to 30-minute show that we put out after the uh, main show goes up Friday, and the patron-only podcast goes up Friday evening around there. Um, So again, thanks, Mike. And if you guys want to become a patron to our show, head on over to patreon.com forward slash HO scale customs for access to some exclusive blog posts and you'll get some stickers and you'll get some other cool stuff that are involved with the different levels. And uh, we'll be sending your sticker out too, Mike. So thanks again. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, what is up everybody? And welcome to episode 27 of the bench time podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley. And this week we have a special guest, Dave Cruzwick on the show. He's a patron. He's been awesome from the beginning uh, you you are just you're on top of everything we put out there. It's great. We love it. And uh, you've actually inspired us, Dave, to make a new logo. I don't think my dad's too happy about this this decision. <laughs> but I'm making it. I don't I'm, care. He's gonna I be. Think a, it's, it's gonna be a mascot of the show. But uh, <laughs> you've inspired us to do that, and and you've inspired us with a lot of your work too. So welcome to the show. We're, we're glad to have you on this week. Well, thanks a lot. It's a, it's a real treat to be with you. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, I know you've been with us pretty much from the beginning here. You latched onto our show pretty pretty fast. So, um, do, you, and, um, do you do you mind you, do you mind real quick just telling us how you discovered our show? I was just curious since you were kind of one of our first like super fans or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> you know, you know what? To be honest. Um, I don't remember. I remember seeing one of your articles, one of your how-tos okay. uh, just a month ago, and I think it was about different ways of doing concrete. Okay, yeah, that was my was, that was one it, of my dad's, yeah. Okay, so that was quite some time ago. So I, I first heard about you guys way back then when I read that. Um, and then how I became aware of the podcast, i got to be honest, I don't remember. <laughs> Early onset Alzheimer's. <laughs> you just had so much fun you forgot. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I, I, you know, I got turned on to it right away for a couple of reasons. Number one, I'm not really a train guy. I don't know a KP-47 from an... AQ 920 or whatever the heck, you know, locos. I, I just don't know trains. Um, and you guys, you're really about the structures and the scenery, so that's right up my alley. Yeah, uh, we love it. And the, and the, yeah, and the second thing I really liked about you guys is it's just like a bunch of guys hanging out at the hobby shop on Saturday morning and BSing. And, of course, because of the demise of hobby shops, you just don't get that anymore unless you happen to belong, belong to a club. Right, so right. that's a, that's another thing that I really like about your podcast. And then the third thing, if I can belabor the point, um, I like what you're doing to promote the hobby. You know, um, I, I know you had an issue uh, last week, Todd, with somebody on a on a Facebook group or something, not wanting uh, to post because yeah. because it yeah because it was supposedly too commercial. Well, you know, yeah. shame on them. I mean, some of these guys bemoan the death of the hobby. Well, then you need to step up and support some of these local. I mean, small time producers, kit producers, you know. So that's that's the third thing that I I really like you guys about you guys is in your show. You really let people, you know, put their work out there, and uh, you know they're not they're not making a, a 
profit at, at this. You know, small time, uh, you know, one guy operations, they're probably breaking even at best. So yeah. I think it's all of our responsibility to promote the work of right. those guys, guys all have and Jeff and yeah, they all have yeah. other jobs, well, anyway. man. I mean, either they have another job or they, or they're retired and they, you know they work all their life before they even were able to do this. I mean, they're not making yeah. bundles on it, and, you know, I get that. No, some of these, I know for a fact from knowing a number of them, that some of these guys, their accountants want to beat the crap out of them every year because if they're lucky, they're breaking even. Right. But that doesn't bother them. They're not yeah. doing it to make money. They're doing it because it's their passion and they love the hobby. So uh, uh, that's something I, I give your podcast a, a lot of credit for. Well, well thank you. That's 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 really uh, we appreciate the uh, the kind words and everything, and um, we do appreciate your support and the other um, all of our other patrons and non patrons um, that you know to come and listen every week and you know like it's the same for us. It you know I. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, you know, we could use a couple extra bucks to to get some better microphones as a as a result of how long it takes us to set shit up. And, and obviously, get, better recording equipment. Yeah, better recording equipment. We're trying to improve on it, and, but you know, we're making nothing basically on this at all, and it, it's, it's we, and we don't really care. It's just I mean, like anyone else talk right? to. It's a labor of love. Yeah, I just want to have some fun yeah. with it. Yeah, and you know what? And if it promotes the hobby, especially our niche, you know, structures. Yeah. Then hey, I'm all for it, and and everybody else should be too. But anyway, off of my soul. Definitely. So let's get into some <laughs> modeling this week. So well, let's let's talk about let's talk about Dave a little bit. Oh, all right. Let's get into Dave. Well, uh, Dave, uh, I mean, when did you start modeling? Uh, <laughs> well, you know the broken record. Dad gave me a Lionel train set and all that. <laughs> <Am I> the, <laughs> you've heard that I think on every from every guest you've had so far. Sure, so yeah. it's a little. Yeah, yep. It's a little bit. It's a little bit different for me. You know those old Lionel ads where the father and the son were running the trains, and Dad still had his jacket and tie on. You know, mm-hmm. yep. uh, I call that the Lionel gene. Well, my dad did not have that. <laughs> my, da- my dad dabbled in hobbies his whole life, but never really stuck with anything. So at one point, he was into model railroading. But it was his thing, and it wasn't something that, you know, he wasn't teaching us how to solder or how to do basic bench work or anything. But he had the catalogs and the magazines around, and that's what I started looking at. But it wasn't the trains. It was the scenery and the structures that that really grabbed me from the beginning. I remember looking at the old Walters catalogs, and they had these little teeny tiny black and white thumbprint pictures (laughs) of um, Campbell kits. Oh those yeah. Those pictures were yeah. Those pictures were so small. I don't know how I could make out what they were, but I would just look through that thing for hours. <laughs> so it wasn't the trains; it was the damn buildings. You know? Yeah, I did the same thing um, with the Walters. Yeah, and then about ten or twelve years ago, um, also looking for a, a hobby, I, I picked up a, a DVD, one of Scotty Mason's DVDs, and that was it. I was hooked, and ever since I've been doing, uh, I've been doing structures. Ah, uh, that's, cool. that's cool. And and um, we did uh, structures as well. Uh, same same kind of thing. I, I did have a layout years ago, but I remember. The uh, looking through the Walders book, and it's funny you mentioned that. One of the first kits that I actually bought it was a Craftsman kit. I was maybe twenty, 
maybe 20 years old, uh, you know, uh, 20, 21. And um, it, was, it was a Campbell's kit. And, mm-hmm. and oddly, I still have it here at the house. Is that the one that, I, that Grandma gave us? Yes, and I still have it. It needs some repairs. Huh. I put it together, and she kept it uh, for years and years. And one uh, about a year ago, she gave it back to me and said, hey, here's this. If you guys want to do something with this, that's up to you or whatever you want to do. And I said, oh, my God, it's the original. It's the first actual you know, craftsman kit I put together. It was a Campbell's, some kind of a little country house. and and uh, But that, that the Walder's catalog is like a wish book. Remember when we were kids? There you go. Remember oh, when we were yeah. kids, Dave, of course, and yeah. when we were Christmas time and we get the mom and dad would get the Sears robot catalog and it had all the toys in the back section at the holidays. Oh, yeah. And uh, book, you would right. go through and circle it. Yeah. Well, it's kind I'm of just going to let you guys know that I'm totally lost on this whole catalog idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we used to have something called record albums, too, Brett. Oh, <laughs> man. They make, they make bowls out of those now, right? They're, they turn them into dishware. Yeah. So. Oh, no, I'm just, but I'm anyway, just, I'm just razzing you. Yeah, that's how I got started. But So, uh, so, so now, it's kind of back door. It wasn't the train at all. So now you're, you know, you. I know you're making you make structures all the time, and and your work is uh, impeccable. It's very good, and we really love it. And um, I see something from you just about almost on every couple day basis with you, um, with uh, a new <laughs> a new building, and or you're or you're taking a building you were working on and reworking it, and um, it's really cool. You're a very active uh, poster on your on your own page but then of course on your other page which is dave's workshop is that what it is workbench well, dave's workbench yep dave's workbench and uh so he's he's got that on on facebook if you get a chance check it out dave's workbench on facebook and um it, yeah he's got he's got some amazing buildings that he's put together and put up my favorite and, of you, my favorite of his is a tie between the the book nook mm-hmm and the, uh, the and the dentist shop, the dentist, the dentist. Yeah, I spend a lot. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, not that your other ones aren't impressive. It's it's they're they're all great, but I just oh, like very, I love the creativity. I love the creativity of the of like kind of breaking the mold and and changing the storefronts up a little bit on those two for some reason. <laughs> Well, thanks. You, you said some very nice things, and I, I got to tell you, I, I I still feel like I'm a beginner. I'm still kind of learning. I spend right. a ton of time on the on the uh, um, uh, modelers forum. Those guys are great about sharing their ideas. But about the uh, the tooth and the bookstore, I, I spend a lot of time looking at. Are you guys familiar with Shorty? What's that again? Shorty S H O R P Y. Not Shorty. Shorty is an online library of old vintage photographs going back a hundred years. Okay. And I'll put that on at bedtime and next thing I know it's midnight and I've just been scrolling through these old pictures and I kind of got on a kick 
for a while there about what are called uh, trade signs, you know, like the big pair of glasses hanging over the sidewalk to advertise. Uh, um, you know what, I'm going to try something like that and see if it ends up looking too cartoonish. Um, so, yeah, that's what, I, that's what I was going for there. I was kind of modeling oh, cool. it after those, uh, those turn-of-the-century trade signs. Oh, my if gosh. you Google trade signs, it's amazing what you'll see. I, it used to hang out over over sidewalks. I just got on uh, Shorpy's website as we're talking, and I'm going to be on here all night. What, what, why oh, do you yeah. spell it? S-H-O-R-P-Y? Dot com. Okay. You got it. Dot com. Okay. You got it. I'll we'll, check it we'll out. Put a link, sure. We'll put a link in the podcast description yeah. to it. Yeah, and if you subscribe, they'll, uh, you'll get uh, one or two daily updates through Facebook where they just kind of post their pictures of the day. Oh, man. And this then is... they add them to the... Yeah, it's like what six, seven, eight pages long yeah. now. This is like a, a black, this is like a black hole of a website for me. Oh yeah, the, the <laughs> modeling ideas in there are endless. So that's that's where the giant tooth came from. I, cool. I saw a photograph of one, and I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm going to try that. And and <laughs> I kind of tickled myself in that I think I finally got a decent looking tooth after just the third try. And I'm not a carver. I'm not an artist. I was just kind of winging it, you know. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Very cool. But your but your all of your kits that you build, you always have that yeah, there's a, always that one piece that's just a little would be I won't I don't wanna say different. Different. It's just unique. It's a unique thing. It's a it's that one yeah. thing that pops out and says, That's that's so cool and, and thoughtful, <laughs> like on your book nook. So above your bookshelf you have uh, above your storefront you had the bookshelf and uh, you have little books stuck in there and um it looks they're, they look like they're 3d it's just something unique and it looks as it also looks like it's a part of the the woodwork above the storefront and it, it's it's very unique and you, you, a lot okay. of your models have that so yeah i gotta get back to that one it kind of took a back seat for the last six weeks or so because I had other projects that had deadlines involved and so uh, I think I just posted yesterday or today some people were asking whatever happened to the book nook well I got to get back to it and finish it it's just that I got some other projects I got to finish for other people but uh, <laughs> I'll get back to it yeah those books actually they're just strip wood I just uh, cut strip wood to the appropriate what I thought was an appropriate height sanded the edges so that kind of looked like the rounded binding and then just hand painted them there's nothing uh, there's nothing artistic about it it's pretty easy yeah but it looks it may be but it, you know we would do that and it looks it, it looks unique because i've not see, you don't see people take that extra thought process a lot out of their out of the regular kit that they're building or whatever and just throw something in like that and that well, that, separates, that. that separates a lot of uh, modelers out there from you know the truly unique to there's nothing wrong with the the buy the book you know but uh, well I'll tell you what now uh, talk about hearing a broken record from your past yes uh, I really need to credit here comes George Stelios with that <laughs> uh, no kidding the highlight of my hobbying life which has only been about ten or twelve years at this was last summer when I finally got to go see his Franklin and South Manchester, and I was like a kid in a candy store, and the time you spend looking, zooming in and looking at his individual scenes, he's always got funny little stories being told, mm -hmm. um, you know, just stuff like that that, you know, it makes his 
seem unique, and that's just kind of what I'm what I'm trying to replicate. Uh, that's cool. Well, you, you know, it, you pull it off, and you know he George does it in, in such an amazing way. We've always, like you said, broken record. We talked about this many times, but. You know, you're you're doing it. He does it through a whole lot of little in, individual detail parts. You took one section and told a story with it, and it was yeah, a, well, a building, which was it, I, I thought it was cool. But a lot of your buildings as well. Like you just uh, worked on uh, the Goober's Garage, and I saw the the photographs that you put up for that. Uh, That's today. a great little we, kid, isn't it? Oh, I had so much fun with it, and uh, and it was that is it, a nice, nice kid. I just couldn't. I couldn't just. I couldn't stop putting stuff on it. You know, what I mean, it was just or, or to the to the little diorama that I built. But your diorama yeah, is cool. I oh, mean, thanks, thanks, it, thanks. I finally had to call it quits because I had promised it to this guy uh, by the middle of the week, and I could have kept on going and adding more scenery. <laughs> but at some point, at some point, you got to move on. You know. But uh, thank you. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I I entirely agree. The um, when I was doing the Goober's Garage, it was it was a moment of I couldn't I had to stop and say, okay, smack my own hand and <laughs> stop putting stuff on it, you know. And I was talking to Kenny about it that week. I was like, I gotta stop it because I'm he was building something as well, and he was said, Todd, I'm uh, I'm doing the same thing where I keep walking by this thing and I keep sticking <laughs> stuff on it, you know? And, and, yeah. and that's, that's where I was at. And I would sit down in the living room of, with my wife, and I, I'm sure you've done it, Brett, and I'm sure yeah, Dave has done it as well, but I'm sitting in the living room with my wife and say, okay, put the model away, put it out of your head, I'm going to sit down here, I'm going to enjoy a Netflix movie with my wife, and we're going to relax. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there watching the movie, and then I'm going, uh, you know, and this is where I saw that toilet that I put in the middle of that yard. <laughs> And oh, I was yeah, watching yeah, this movie, yeah. and it was like some, I can't remember what the movie was on there, but it was some backwoods family, and they had this toilet sitting in the middle of their yard, and I was like, oh, shit, I got, I got toilets. I bought them at one show. I got toilets. <laughs> so, I, uh, I, you know, so I'm coming in here, and I'm painting a toilet when I should be out there watching a movie. Okay, so, and that's, this is where the, the, it's a disease, I think, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I but, think you're right. But you really decked it out. Yours looks, I love the work you did on the on the brick surface, uh, the block surface. Um, it was, it, it was truly, uh, really well done entirely. And well, the roof. A lot of that, a lot of that credit, of course, has to go to Kenny at uh, Casey's workshop because it all starts with a decent kit. I, I'm not a scratch builder, at least not yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to get to be, you know, at, at that point. But uh, I really rely on the quality of the kit, and um, you know, these guys, Kenny and and Jeff Grove and Doug Foscali, of course, they mm-hmm. are putting out kits that any of us can make look decent. Uh, so the credit really starts with them. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've been looking at all kinds of kits uh, lately. And, uh, in fact, today I, I just ordered one from uh, Railroad Kits as well. And he has some nice stuff, too. And his, yes, his does, prices yeah. are insanely good. Uh, but Yeah, I don't, know how, I, I don't know how he does that, uh, how he keeps yeah. his prices down. But, it, hey, it works for me. Yeah, and uh, this will be my first one of those I have uh, ever tried. So, but um, you well, know, I'll tell you what, Jimmy, Jimmy Degnan. For those that don't know, Railroad Kits, of course, is, is Jimmy Degnan's little company. I got to tell you something. That guy is one of the most generous 
um, you know, guys in the, uh, if you can call this an industry. Um, I remember some years ago when I tried my hand at belonging to a model railroad club, which only lasted a little under, a little over two years, I wanted to do a, a kit building clinic. I'd never done anything like that before, but I'm a school teacher, and so, you know, I like to get up in front and talk and show pictures. Jimmy kicked in, Jimmy kicked in, uh, I'd say about 10 free little kits, and then I picked up the tab for another five or six. I had about 15 guys working on this little kit for about five hours, and I had a PowerPoint presentation, and I took them step-by-step step through it. Well, he didn't have to do that, you know, but he did. He did not hesitate. So, uh, yeah, Jimmy, from uh, with his work with the Forum and the Expo and his own companies, yeah, yeah he, he deserves a lot of credit. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, and I plan to have him on the show here in about Two weeks, two weeks, I believe. So yeah, yeah that'll be a, that'll be a good one. Two or three weeks, three weeks. Yeah. But I don't know him personally, but uh, it'll be uh, it'll be fun. That's one of the things I like about your show. Uh, you know, like, I don't know Jimmy, I don't know Doug, I buy their stuff, but I don't know them. And it's great to hear their story, uh, and I love that about your podcast. Well, thank you, thank you. You got anything to add, Brett? Uh, no, I'm just just gonna try and um, chime in here and, and kind of see if Dave wanted to do kind of our 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 regular show that we normally do. Yeah, let's have, do that. But have Dave be part of like the you know, our normal rundown if that's cool with you guys. That was the plan. Okay. Sure, whatever you want, yeah. Cool. So we normally, as you know, we go through like a, what we're working on and you know, our tool that we're using. If you don't have a tool, that's okay. It's kind of on the spot. Um uh product of that you're working on that not like well it's not a plug obviously so that whoever they get some free lip service if it's a, a of a specific thing you're working with or whatever you're doing, and uh, we'll just roll with it. Um, and we'll kind of lump you into this this show like we normally do our old our old school shows before we had a bunch of guests on. So sure, uh, sure. All right, so we'll just roll with it. So we'll start with uh, we'll start with you this week, Dave. Um, what do you have working on right now? I know you said you're kind of re- rehashing some kitchen shelf for a little bit, but kind of what do you got going well, on? Well. I just I just finished Jeff Grove of Carolina Craftsman Kits. I just finished his new one that I think he's going to have ready to ship next week. It's a really neat uh, kind of a country general store's trading post. Yes. And on his website, Carolina Craftsman Kits, and take a look at it. It's a really neat all-American rural structure. Uh, so I just finished that this afternoon. Uh, let's see. Uh, I just finished Uber's Garage, of course, as I said, and delivered that. By the way, Todd, I'm 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 buying a second a second Uber's Garage because I'm a <laughs> myself. This one I donated to a modeler here in the neighborhood. He's a he's a good guy, Vietnam vet, couple of Purple Hearts, and he's got his, himself a layout. So I uh, I contribute a lot of structures to him. So that's where Uber's went today. So I'm, I just ordered another one yesterday for myself for my own, and I'm going to try my hand at that open garage door. Thing that we talked about. Uh, oh, I'm yeah, not sure. yeah, with windows. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well take off, we'll open up the, the doors, and detail oh, okay. the uh, the service area. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if uh, skill wise I'm there yet, but uh, that's my plan at least. Um, so I, I finished Ubers, mm-hmm. uh, and then I've got oh my gosh, I've got um, I've got five or six here lined up, either for me or for a couple of guys in the area that I kind of have been doing some builds for. You know what might look so, good inside um, that inside that open garage is uh, girly calendars. What's that? Girly calendars, <laughs> definitely some pinups, maybe. But uh, 
but also the uh, <laughs> the the what are those rusty stumps ru- castings? Oh, um, oh yeah. no 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 no. Uh, rusty rails. Rusty rail castings, yes. Oh, rusty rails, yeah, yeah. If you, yeah. Well, they rusty some, stumps has got some good castings too. They, they do, do, they yeah. both do. But I, but rusty rails has all those like internal garage pieces that might be cool to stick work a few in there, like bench workbenches and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not yeah, trying to tell yeah, you that would be nice. But I just think I was just as soon no, as you, no. As soon as you said that, I was thinking like, man, they got some really cool like inside pieces that you could stick inside a work area. Yeah, I also need to learn. <laughs> I need to learn how to light structures. You know, I'm really bad at electronics, and I've been kind of on and off chatting with um, Bill Sartori. He owns Microlumina in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. um, and he sent me some practice LEDs. And I just—it's kind of like some people with the airbrush. You know, I've got the stuff. I'm ready to roll. I'm just chicken to try it. But I need yeah. to learn how oh to do because for like an yeah, for like an open garage scene. That's got to be lit so that you can see <laughs> all the work you spent on the interior detail. So that's on my need to do yep. list. Learn how to learn how to wire and light structures. Yeah, so that's that, what I've been working on. That's Uh-oh. something we're going to start dabbling in. We have we're going to be just as bad as you are probably right now. I just bought. It's funny you we, said that. I we just are, bought some we're, of we're total, stuff. We're total noobs with that. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. bought some of the Zest mm-hmm. Plug stuff from Woodland Scenics, and it's the same deal. I have them sitting on my shelf over here, and um, I've been half chicken to check them out. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I, I, I know what you mean. We get set in our ways, and we tend to do the same techniques over and over, and you got to remind yourself consciously sometimes to just break out of your comfort zone and try something new, and i, I got to get to that uh, lighting. You know, Bill, or Slim, as he's known on the forums, you know, he's going to he's gonna get impatient with me until I uh, finally get off my duck and give it a try. <laughs> I need, in fact, I had to talk to him. Uh, a while back on the forum, I built a lighthouse and uh, last year, and Slim is the one that kind of helped me out with a lot of that. And um, well, oh, yeah. Slim actually, Slim didn't help me with the lighthouse itself. Came from another fellow named Bob. But um, it oh was, yeah, Bob, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a couple of Bobs I think in there, but anyway, that Bob, 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 Bob guy. And uh, <laughs> but anyways, he helped me with the lighthouse ideas for it and then I kind of went with it it's in the it's in the bottom section of the forum um, where you ask about um, kits available and I was looking for a lighthouse at that time and he they gave me options and told I modeled my own out of a plastic garbage looking kit and they told me to get and put stucco on the outside of it and I did it turned out really really nice and um, after I did it that guy um uh, Slim was talking about the light. He has a, I guess he has a uh, beacon for the top of the lighthouse where I could put it in oh, and nice. light up the the structure. Nice. And I had to get I touch with him and see if he still has one of them. If so, I'd like to buy one from him, and because uh, they're hard to find and um, to fit this particular lighthouse. But um, yeah, he's he that guy's a lighting like genius guy, you know. Oh and, uh, yeah, and he's from uh, he's from your neck of the woods. He's somewhere in Pennsylvania oh. there. Um, oh so, yeah, okay. check him out. Yeah, definitely, we'll have to get in touch with him. I'll do that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you were at the uh, you were at the expo last year, so I'm sure you were at Bill Sartori's uh, Microlumina display table. Yes. Did you catch that uh, that lit and animated 
uh, radio station that he did. Yeah, that was that, oh, was, that was amazing. Gosh, with the spinning uh, with the spinning uh, tape reels and everything. Yeah, yeah. Wow, it was just that's that's somebody you know could teach a lot of people how to do some great lighting. I mean, yeah, wow. Yeah, and, and he he does clinics at the, at the shows uh, sometimes. Mm-hmm. I remember I I was uh, in a clinic of his uh, some years ago at a at a proto meet in uh, Virginia. So yeah, he puts on clinics and he's, he's a, he'll help you out any way he can. He's another good guy in the hobby. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But very cool. Yeah. So, so what's on your work What were you going to say, Dave, before I jump I was, over? I was, well, no, I was going to spin it back to you. Uh, Brett, I know you're, uh, you finished Tucker and did an incredible job on it. Well, thank you. Yeah, that was a, that uh, was and a I know, cool uh, yeah, and I know you mentioned uh, Evelyn Sweet Shop. That's on your that's on your bench. Yeah, that um, I actually have. Uh, I have the windows painted, which I hate. I hate painting windows. You've heard us gripe about that before. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I'm there with you. I so so <laughs> I went to Lowe's and I got like flat burgundy colored spray paint and I spray painted them flat burgundy. I'm just I, I at this point with windows, if I can find a color of. Uh, that I want in a flat spray paint, I'm getting it because uh, it's way faster. You know what? That, that, I've been doing the same thing. If, if I can find a rattle can flat color, you know, I'll talk myself into okay, that's going to be my color scheme, right? Because yeah. it's available in, in, in a spray paint. And what's nicer is you don't use that much for windows, so you can you have like a once you get a couple, you you, you know you have a good base color of of like uh, like neutrals or. Good color wind, good yeah. window colors on your shelf wherever you keep your spray paints. That way, right. later I don't have to hand paint any windows. I got like twelve colors down there. I can just spray them out <laughs> real quick and we're done. So, well, talk about talk about comfort zones. I mean, I own a pretty decent airbrush, and my brother-in-law is a sheet metal worker, so he made me a really nice spray booth that's vented to the outside. Mm-hmm. Well, I've had these things for ten years. You know, I just got to you know, I just got this airbrush phobia. So in the meantime, yeah, I still tend to rely on rattle cams until I, you know, wise up and, and pull out that airbrush and just give it a try. Right. No, I'm with you. But so I got hey, that. I, I was going to say, what, what were you going to say, Dad? No, no. You go right ahead. I was going to say, I, so I got Evelyn's working on the bench right now. And then I just picked up from um, Jeff, I got Faircloth's Oyster Plant from Carolina Craftsman Kids. So, that's, Can you repeat that? I'm sorry. Am I breaking up? Yeah. Oh, okay. How's it now? Good. Okay. So anyways, I said I got Faircloth's Oyster Plant that I'm also working on from Jeff. Um, so that's another big one. That's the one that has like a boat launch coming out of the building. Um, that, that's that one with all the corrugated metal yeah. yes. on the outside? Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that'll be nice. So I have that going on. Uh, I just got I didn't even open the box for it yet. It's like Christmas. So I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for the moment I get to unwrap it. But uh, mm-hmm. so I got a scratch build on the bench. I want to try and uh, get this scratch build of Evelyn's Sweet, um, Evelyn's Sweet Shop done. And it's just going to be a, a little store and a confectionery kind of a factory in the back. Uh, yeah. So I got that going, and I got fair cloths, and I think, um, I think I might revisit an old kit that I kind of half did, which is Roland's welding from uh, FOS. 
That's what I did too, and uh, we got it, and I built it about eighty percent of the way, and I just have to, I just have to get get it open again and do all the detail stuff around it now. And it looks nice. I know. I I don't know why I shelved it, but every time I get some time free to do it, I get something else in the way, and then it takes over and it gets shelved again. So. My goal in the next yeah, couple, yeah. My, goal, my goal in the next few weeks is to get that damn thing done. I just need to get it over. With. Uh, but the, the other uh, looking, problem, for, looking forward to seeing it. Well, and I don't think I've shared a photo of it. Uh, I don't believe I've shared a photo of it at least in a very long time. Yeah. So when I do, it'll be like brand new to everyone. It'll be great. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I don't. Uh, I don't think. I don't think you have. No, it was a while ago. So it was early, early on. I think it was on Instagram. Yeah, it might have just been yeah. on Instagram. But, oh, okay. okay. You know, it'll be uh, the other issue with that kit, and it's not a bad thing, but it has, and you're aware, you're aware of it because you have it as well. It has a ton of detail parts that go around it that make that make the scene, and yeah. and you can't really do that until, in my in my opinion, you can't really work on them until you have a place to put them. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I tried I tried a system where, you know, I, I my wife and I we rent a place up in Michigan for two weeks every summer and one year I said, you know what? I'm gonna pack a ton of detail detail parts and between trips down to the beach, I'm just gonna paint a ton of detail parts so that they're ready to go. Well, I got a bunch painted, but it, there was more beach time than detail parts painted. So that was the last time I that was the last time I packed up a couple of toolboxes worth of hobby stuff and, and took to the took to uh, Michigan. Yeah, it seems like every time you have a plan like that, it never works out the way it's supposed to. Um, word. No, and I'm kind of feeling the pressure now. You know, I, I I'm a public school teacher, so I've got most of the summer free. Mm-hmm. But between trips and you know taking graduate classes and doing this and doing that, it's pretty much just July where I can really just model full time. Well, right. holy cow, it's July fifth already, and I'm looking at the list of things <laughs> I wanted to do this summer, and it's it, I'm starting to panic. It's oh, not yeah. going to happen. Yeah, my, <laughs> my, I guess that's a good problem. My wife's a teacher as well, so she has you know we always have these grand plans of getting a bunch of stuff done in the summer, and then halfway through summer we're like, oh my gosh. We didn't, we didn't do any of it. So I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, now, Todd, you've got your shiplap house going, right? Right, yeah. I mean, we took that. Uh, I've been I've been talking about it many times on here, but uh, I'm actually sitting down now and uh, working the shiplap. It is a historic in house in Annapolis, downtown historic Annapolis. It's actually near, kind of near the waterfront. And... Um, it's just a really cool brick and clapboard and board by board uh, structure. So it'll have several walls that are board by board, uh, horizontally board by board, which would be different. Um, it, it looks almost like clapboard, but it, it's not. And um, and then of course the main front of it is clapboard. Um, it's going to have a, it has a a cut stone. I'm oh, sorry. No, I guess it wouldn't be. It'd be a random stone foundation. 
on the mm-hmm. ones on the one portion of it, and then Brick Foundation on another portion of it. So it's a little mix mash of everything, which is what kind of made it unique for me to want to try and. I just found it a, a really cool building when I was there checking it out. So yeah, the the thing that really grabbed me about it is the fact that it had so many different materials going. Um, mm-hmm. It'll make a really nice final product. Uh, you guys, I got to give you guys credit. You're, you know, like I said before, I'm not into, I'm not to the scratch building stage yet. I want to get there, but not yet. But you guys, you guys have jumped right in and you're doing it. So good, to, good for you. And, you know, it's scary. Thank you. It is scary a little bit to, to do because you're sitting there going, "Wow, what if this just turns out to be?" Yeah, especially since we have a since we have a podcast and you know we're talking about it every week. So what so if it ends up looking on, like? You know? What if it looks like crap? And then you just you just sudden you have this. We just talked right. it up for three weeks and then we post it and it's like, oh, this is you. You, you worry that it's going to turn out <laughs> awful. But. I don't even want to sell it. I don't want to sell it. And then people are going to go, what happened to a ziplock house? Well, <laughs> you know, I don't want it to be like that. So, so, but you know what? It, you have to. Yeah, it, we won't learn as modelers anywhere, no matter who you are. Hey, uh, unless you're willing to jump in and just grab it and try it. I shared my but, popsicle yeah. stick house to the world hey. back when I was starting hey. out. So I shared, I shared Sculpey the, <laughs> the sequel to the world. I honestly, so, I have honestly, I have not that laughed. That was the funniest, that last, that live, that live uh, Facebook <laughs> video you did. It was, oh, it was so funny when we finally got to see Sculpey the I, I uh, have not laughed that hard in a long time. That was... <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing you got to be able to you got to be able to laugh at your own stuff and and oh, yeah. you know, and have fun with this and if you can't yeah, well it's too bad because it's it's it, you're gonna everybody out there is gonna have their moment where they make something and uh it doesn't turn out the way you want i, I don't know why i didn't throw them away i'm kind of glad now i didn't uh we're gonna have yeah. a lot of fun with the seagull thing and you know i'm not embarrassed by it. i never tried it before it was it, you know i wasn't sure what i was making if it was gonna be a duck or a seagull or what it was gonna be it was supposed yeah. to be a seagull but you know it was well, you know, the, like a pterodactyl yeah, the thing to remember is these master builders, you know, these artists, George or Ken Hamilton, the stuff we see posted for each one of those, even even they probably had 10 or 12 that ended up looking like crap. Oh, you yeah. know, oh, I yeah. mean, we, we only post the stuff we think came out okay. You know? right. But you got to keep that in mind. And that's what Doug was saying when we had him on here was that, you know, he has so many projects that has ended up in a trash can. <laughs> you know, it just sure. It, sure. it happens. And so I have that. And then I have from Kenny, um, I bought uh, the, what the heck is that building called here? Let me grab this real quick. If I don't pull my, it's out of my reach. You're all the stuff falling <laughs> now. Um, yeah. Okay, Cameron Street Apartments. hitting the floor. No, <laughs> uh, it's uh, Cameron Street Apartments uh, that I got from. Oh Kenny. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm gonna t- attempt that. And I have from I have a state uh, station from uh, Carolina Kits. That's a the that's Western Maryland station. And then of yeah. course I also just got from him. A uh, the Thames the Thames Street Shops uh, as oh, well. Oh yeah, yeah. That's so, that's a, that's and then a, I have a, a Doug, unique structure. Oh yeah, 
And then uh, from Doug, uh, from FOS, I have a kid of his, the, uh, that's actually the Grove Woodworking uh, structure. So, oh, yeah, um, named, named for Jeff. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's, you know, I find that funny that you mentioned it. Uh, a lot of these kit companies name their kits after other modelers, which is yeah. really, or is, I think it's really kind of, kind of cool. It's kind of fun, yeah, well, too. It's a, it's a testament to the fact that this is a, uh, it really is a community, you know, mm-hmm. and, and being being part of a niche in the overall model railroad hobby, I mean, these guys all know each other, they help each other out. I mean, you, you talked about that when you talked about being at the expo and how friendly the right. vendors are and they all know each other and they go out to dinner and they share ideas with each other and, yeah, that's, oh, that's yeah, the way it is. Right. Yeah, when we were at the show... One of the one of the guys that was really sharing a lot when we were there, um, and didn't really have a clinic going was the art and uh, uh, one other fellow from Bar Mills and oh uh, yeah Art Art Fahey yeah Art Fahey and they were they were there there's everybody they talked to who was coming up there they were showing them something new something different to try how about it Brett yeah I actually and, was just thinking about that the other day uh, Art showed us I think it was Art showed us. Uh, technique he had for metal roofs that involved uh, HVAC duct tape and uh, HVAC duct taped and uh, kills you know the paint cover kills like the Uh it's like a it covers up like oops marks on your paint but uh, (laughs) he was showing yeah he was showing us and I, I I'm kicking myself for not writing it down or like asking him to explain it better he was showing us how he did it, and now I've now I lost it. I need to get back in touch with him about that. Well, you know what? They uh, Art and those guys at Bar Mills they they put a lot of video material on their website, how to and that sort of thing. They do. So I'll bet you uh, if you drop a bug in his ear, he'll uh, he'll go ahead and post a video tutorial on that. That sounds really it, cool. It looked. Yeah. I mean, I I had not seen anything like that ever, and it I, it just caught my eye, and I had to ask him how he did it, and. Uh, and I'll, I'll shoot him a line. I'll send them an email because that, that – it just looks so cool. And he spent – I don't know. He spent like 25, 30 minutes with me and my dad just explaining how he did that alone. It was, it was yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah these guys have all, are always real generous with their time and their experience and their knowledge. And yeah. uh, it's one of the great things about the hobby that I, that I really like. I entirely agree, you know. Definitely, definitely does, and uh, it's just yeah, everybody's helping each other out. If you if you go, even you know, you were saying about the forum, and uh, the forum is an awesome place. A lot of the same fellows are there, and um, mm-hmm. you know, you can you can say you can share. Uh, you can have a question, and you can bring it up on the forum, and they're going out of their way to try and help you. And the cool thing about um, the forum is people are all there. We, I haven't run into somebody negative on the forum, and I'm not. No. I'm not on. I'm not going to lie. I'm not on it as much as you guys. I, I, I will say that. But every time I've been on there, and I do read a lot on there, everyone on there is. To, they're all there to help each other. They're all there to be kind of a, a guide, and, and and you don't get you don't get that a lot on the public facing Facebook sites. Not that they're not good. They're all, they're all great, but I think on the forum yeah. you get a lot more. Uh, not hands-on because they're not with you, but you get a lot more detailed help. Mm-hmm. Well, the, yeah, and the Modelers Forum, I mean, one of the greatest things they do, and I know other forums do this as well, a lot of the guys will do build threads where they will photograph step-by-step what they're working on, and yep. you learn so much following those build threads. And some of them, 
like for big kits, like some of the big FOSS kits or uh, self River Model Works or some of uh, Sierra West stuff, these threads mm-hmm. will go on for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, and you just follow it like it's a soap opera or something. <laughs> it's, it's a great, the Mollers Forum is a great place. I love it. Yeah, me too. I really do. I wish I had more time to get on. I, I do like to get on. I've been on again. Well, I, I was on today, but but um, I do get on every couple of days if I can. I generally haven't been posting any anything in there. I'll say good morning sometimes, but uh, I, I you know because I'm at work, it's sometimes you know I get swamped up and I, I'm afraid. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm on there. Yeah, I'm on there a lot now simply because you know I'm on summer vacation, so I've got yeah. the time. You know, uh, you, you right. talked about you talked about how how active I am. Well, yeah. wait until the end of August. <laughs> my posts come to a crashing halt because the real world's gonna gonna stick its head in, and uh, sure. you won't be hearing from me nearly as much. <laughs> Same with the forum. I'm on there a lot now, but uh, right. you know that won't last. That won't last. And then the Facebook stuff, I mean, the same thing. I mean, the community is there. They are helpful. Um, I've even been on, uh, like, Doug's uh, FOS scale site, uh, his webpage, I guess, not webpage, um, his Facebook page. And um, I've had questions on there. One time I asked him about the telephone lines on the new uh, kit he just put out this last fall. That was the big one, um, his limited edition kit. and. Right. And the telephone lines were real prominent on there, and I really liked how they did it. And I just asked him, you know, what he used and how he did it. And he told me, he he wrote back on that same page, you know, saying, you know, he used Easy Line and, you know, this and that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was like, you know, this is a guy who's, you know, everybody thinks of the world of, but you, mm-hmm. you think he might, he, you think he'd be standoffish, or, but they're not, no, they want to help you. And, uh, right, and that's, right. that's, that runs rampant in the hobby. Yeah, the, the thing I both love and hate about Doug's uh, online presence <laughs> is he will release teaser pictures of uh, his uh, next uh, upcoming. Oh, my God. He'll show you a little tiny detail <laughs> of the next kit. And you're going nuts because you want to see the whole thing. And uh-huh. he, just, he gives you these little teasers to let you know what's coming. That's, yeah. He's a mar- marketing, uh, marketing genius, I guess, in that way. Yeah, yeah, and when we talked, when we talked with him, that's kind of his background. He did, um, I think he did like uh, product. Uh, didn't he do product packaging and and artwork for product yeah, packaging? Yeah, yeah, something like that. So, so he's kind of well. That ex- that explains the that explains the Foss scale models tape. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so he's very good at he's very good at dropping little uh, j- dropping little uh, sneak peeks to get to get your interest peaked. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Right. And those little cards. I've even typed in their T's one time. Yeah. Do you save those cards, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I do. You talked about that on <laughs> one of the shows, and I was just laughing because I was looking up at my bulletin board here, and I must have six or seven of them just tacked up over my workbench. Well, yeah, I do too. <laughs> well, I think I, I probably have five or six down here as well. I save them each time, and uh, same with uh, every now and he'll throw every now and then when you order with him, he'll throw in a catalog. Of, it's like a little yeah. five by seven inch catalog, and uh, right. that thing I kept. I have like three of them. I don't know why I kept them. They're the same, <laughs> but I kept all three, and they're sitting on my workbench. But I flip through them, and I get ideas for not necessarily scratch building because I don't want to scratch build a kit that he made and rip it off. But I get ideas for how he placed the buildings, or or some how oh, he, yeah. how he weathered something, or whatever. And it, yeah. it's like mm-hmm. a little, it's like a little inspiration catalog. 
Yeah, we're going to have to, uh, here's a marketing idea for us. We can maybe make some money. Uh, we need to develop those plastic baseball card collector sleeves that will hold Doug's uh, promotional <laughs> yeah, cards. Yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> for, I'll, bet you, I'll bet you there are a lot more knuckleheads than you and I. Think about we, we can all show up at the uh, the expos and trade the ones we have, you know. <laughs> there Doug, you go. Doug can have some, like, rare, rare edition ones and we could, uh, oh, yeah, you got like autographs. Yeah, you got that one. <laughs> you got that one of one. Oh, I'll trade you three of my uh, other ones for that one. Oh, that'd be, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Oh, oh yeah. But so now, oh sorry. No, go with it. I was. I'm. I'm no, so go. so we talked about what we have going on with our with our work with our workbench and stuff. And do you have a favorite tool that you like to use? Dave? Uh, favorite tool. Let's see. Well, I'll tell you what. Two things come immediately to mind, and I think the first one is not so much a tool as it. Well, I guess it's a tool, and that's uh, 3M's transfer tape. Ah, I, think it's yeah. four, I think it's 465 transfer tape. Yep, yep. Uh, I, I call it Carl tape because about 10 years ago when I first started in the hobby and I first discovered the forum, mm-hmm. Carl Scholes, who does a lot of test builds for Doug and other guys, and George, right. back when George was producing, Carl's the first one that introduced me to this 3M transfer tape. And like I said, I think it's 465. But anyway, so I call it Carl tape. It's this really super, super, super thin, sticky membrane that I now use almost instead of glue for stuff like roofing material and putting signs on the side of buildings. Um, so that's probably that's the first thing that comes to my mind. You got to be careful because once that touches your surface, it's, it's not coming up. Yep. 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 <laughs> I use it heavy. Uh, I use it a lot. You can't have any, uh, yeah. you know, oops moments with that. With that, you gotta, you gotta. Commit. No, no. Once it's down, it's down. So that that's the first thing that, that that comes to my mind. And then the second one is one that you guys actually already brought up a couple of weeks ago, and that's those little tiny yellow sponges that come on the wooden handle yeah, that uh-huh. you get in the stenciling aisle at uh, at Hobby Lobby or Michaels. Yes, I've been using those a lot lately for all kinds of weathering, like, uh, dry dabbing, sure. uh, that sort of thing. So those are a, those yeah, are me a cool too. tool I love that are real them. cheap. Yeah, yeah, and you can the, the the small ones that are like what a half inch in diameter. I actually cut some of those down to a, almost a point mm-hmm. because then I can do my dry dabbing inside like the window frames to That's get the mullions awesome idea. without getting too much on the uh, outer casing of the windows and and so yeah that's another that's, cool little tool that, that's that, that a cool, comes to mind that's a cool idea I never thought about doing that yeah cut, and you can wash them and reuse them forever you know and, yeah yeah it's like probably a buck for a bag of them you know yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah I, I love those yeah they're not that much I, at all I love those and I love the the sea sponges that you can get I heard you talking about those. Yeah, I, I, I need to look into that. That's I, something I haven't uh, you haven't played with. When when I post the pictures of Roland's welding again, uh, you'll see what I did with the sea sponge, and I it almost I only I only went around like the bottom part of the building, and it mm-hmm. I, I painted the building a white color, and then I went around with a brown, and it it makes it look like because because it, it's random. It's a, it's more random than a than a manufactured sponge, and it made it look like there were you know, just random chips of paint missing where the brown was showing through. I wonder if that would work well with Todd. I know you're really big into the AK interactive stuff. They have a, a color or a, 
a, a material called chipping chipping paint or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Right. And I, I wonder if that stuff would work well in combination with one of these uh, sponges. I, I don't know. I've, I've used when I do the chipping, the AK chipping. I use a toothbrush, an old toothbrush, not the one I use. Hmm. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but I use an old toothbrush, and uh, and I've had good luck with that. I do have the sea sponges. Uh, I have some hanging here. I used a couple, and they're not they're they're more expensive. Actually, the sea sponge is a little more expensive than your normal uh, I, your normal synthetic sponge. Yeah. But I have a um, I have a I have a little tip for you guys or anyone uh-huh. listening. If you go to if you go to the big box craft stores. And you get just a sea sponge, they're expensive. But yeah. if you go yeah. and you buy the – there's a variety bag of sponges that you can get. And it has like five of the sponges on sticks. It has like two sea sponges and then some uh, – the the other sponges that you use to paint that are like black with a wedge shape. Yeah. It, huh. there's like, it's like a variety pack and it's, it's cheaper than buying like one sea sponge. And that's what found where? I found them at uh, Michael's. Oh, Michael's. Okay, and it was cheaper than buying a sea sponge by itself. Oh, wow! So yeah, I remember the story. You t- the way the way they price this stuff is amazing. If they if they put the word hobby on it, it automatically jacks up the price mm-hmm. about fifty percent. And 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 probably the most dramatic example of that one of you guys shared on an earlier show, where the exact same product was priced differently depending on which aisle that was me. you found it in. Was that, yep. was that well, I don't remember yeah. what that product was. That was a pallet. That was those little paint pallets. Oh, God, uh, a pallet. Oh, no, no, not the pallets. <laughs> but it had the, <laughs> it had the um, uh, if you go to the fine art section, it costs you more. Oh, because it's for fine yeah. If you go to crafts, it costs you less. And it's the same and pallet. And if you find it at the dollar store... <laughs> yeah, even better. But I love yeah. I love the four sixty five paint uh four sixty five uh Scotch brand three M tape and yeah. uh the transfer tape. I've used it. And and you look at that stuff and you go, Well, you know, it's ex- you know, people the average you know, maybe models gonna look at that and say, It's expensive. Okay, and it's not cheap, okay. I'm not you know, it's I'm not, gonna lie to you. Not, that, yeah. It'll last you forever. I mean, I bought mine, I've had it two years. I use it, I've used it pretty heavy, and um, now I went out and got mine. There's you can get them on you can get them from some of the kit builders that actually sell it, and that's fine because you know they have it, and which is great. Right. But I went on uh, eBay or somewhere, and I got mine, and I got two inch wide. I think mine's I don't even know if it's two inch. It's um, yeah, it's an inch and a half. So it's about an inch and a half, inch and a quarter wide, inch and a quarter, I guess. And it's a little wider than some of the other ones. However, um, because it's so wide, it comes in a big roll. I think I got it for like 13 bucks. And I've had it two years, and it's still half full. So I figure I got another year or two off of this. And, yeah, you, uh, can't even, you can't even go see a movie for that for 13 no. bucks anymore, you uh-huh. know? And there's no better way to put roofing material on, in my opinion. It, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's funny. Some guys complain about the price of the Craftsman kits. Right. But, you know, Scott Mason used to have a great comeback to that. He would say, you know what? You go see a movie, and by the mm-hmm. time you get done with drinks and popcorn, you know, you're in for 30 40 bucks for a couple. I build one of my oh, yeah. kits, and I get 
a month or more of entertainment for that hundred. Mm-hmm. 150, 200 bucks. Right. So don't complain to me about the cost of these kits, you know? Right. Yeah. Because I, for the dollar for dollar, the entertainment value is a hell of a good deal. You can it definitely, is. you could definitely spend 40, 50 hours easy, at least I can, on a decent kit. Yeah. Oh yeah! It sounds insane, yeah. and and my wife thinks I'm insane, and all our wives probably think we're insane by doing that. But, <laughs> but I could easily, you know, you you string a week's a week or two's worth of evenings together, or do working on a kit, and you got a work week, a whole work week into one building. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know what? She always knows where you're at. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, exactly. You're not you're not down at the watering hole. You know, you're not chasing <laughs> oh, the not, neighbor lady. Not you're downstairs by, yeah. working with your uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and I even that's a great. This will this will transition into my tool, and it's kind of a. I don't. This is. I I hope I'm not the only person that has this because I'll be embarrassed. But I it's not a pallet, is it? No, <laughs> I, no. It's it, it allows me. It's my tool that allows me to spend uh, time upstairs out of the basement working on uh on my models so the wife doesn't complain that i'm always missing in the basement uh, uh-huh. i have a i went to walmart and bought like a 15 dollar tv tray that you would eat off of like a you know TV uh-huh. tray. and I, it's big enough to put my cutting mat and everything else on and, and it's i work on and some of my pictures i've posted is actually you can see like i'm up in my living room uh I work off a TV tray, so that's my tool of the week. I bought a $15 TV tray, and it keeps the wife and kids happy uh, because I'm upstairs working on my stuff. So, Well, now you see that another thing about the podcast is you're getting some good, cheap family counseling. There you go. You know, <laughs> listening to, uh, listening to, the, the, to the bench time. Right, and, when I, and my, my, older da- my older daughter, she's three and a half. She'll, uh, when, I, when I bring all my stuff up and set it up on a TV tray, uh, she'll she'll come up and stand at the edge of the tray and and uh, watch me work for a, l- a couple of minutes. Well, well, as long as her attention span allows. So uh, sure. But you know, she'll come up and she'll be like, "Are you painting? Are you painting now?" And I'm like, "Yeah, well, I'm not painting, oh. but I'm working." So uh, you know, she enjoys that, and that's a fun way to get away from the workbench downstairs in the dark, gloomy basement and kind of. You know, work on things in the living yeah. room or wherever you're sitting. And you're you're still uh, you're still you know there's still a family presence there. Yep. Sure. Yeah, I got a ta- I have a, a tackle box. Uh, I bought one of those little cheap plastic tackle boxes, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I load it up in the basement with the paints and things that I'm going to need for that model. And I well, I go upstairs with the TV tray and my parts, and it's all in the tackle box. And I just open it up and work out of that for the evening. So, uh, hopefully, I th- I hope. Well, that's a great tool. Yeah. It's a great contribution to the tool of the week. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Hey, and speaking of tackle boxes, um, I found that I have one as well, and I have it when I go to Brett's house to work on the, on the layout itself. Um, mm-hmm. We have a uh, work session down there, and I always load up the things I know I'm going to be using that I have tools of and he may not have down there, and or things that I know that he'll be he may be using on his layout that I'll need to have on my own. And so I went and looked for, I went to the art stores and they've got arts and craft big box stores. And, and I was like, okay, let's find a box. I know they have these things called art boxes that these, uh, the artists put all their stuff in. And I'm looking at, I'm like, well, and I'm not trying to knock this stuff, but it's, it's, it's a tackle box is what it is. It's just, <laughs> it's just a tackle box. And I'm like, I'm looking, I'm like, man, they want like 40 bucks for this. It's a tackle box. Yeah. It's not even that big. And so 
uh, I was like, okay, well, you know what? I'm going, I'm going to Walmart. And I went to Walmart. I got a flambo fishing tackle box. And uh, it is a good size, a whole mess of trays in it, all these little compartments. And I think it cost me 12 bucks, $13. And uh, yeah, a huge difference, and it's well made. I mean, it's it's actually sturdier than the one I saw there. Um, yeah, but but yeah, um, yeah it's a great tool, Brett. But so, what do you got? What's yours? My tool is a glue stick, uh-huh. an Elmer's glue stick, and I have had um, when uh, now when I put a uh, like if I put signage on a brick wall or even a, a clapboard wall um, we like to get that painted on look and we all know that we've talked about that many times Okay, but there's other signs that I don't necessarily want painted on and um, in that in that case I have had good luck with a glue stick um, cutting like little posters and things like that you would sit along a wall or a street side you know and um I've had good luck with putting using glue sticks because when you're putting itty bitty tiny signs on and you're trying to drop a you know some kind of white glue on the back or whatever you only have it's great for a big sign because you're going to put it in its place and it's going to stay that's where it's going to be you're not going to probably move it around you had an idea right where you're putting it but with the posters and things like that especially if you overlap the posters and things like that um, you have there's a high probability you're going to move them around a little bit. And if you use the Elmer's, I have Elmer's extreme uh, glue stick. And um, it's extreme. And what I'll do is, yeah, that's what it says. So you like take it like uh, snowboarding and off-roading and stuff. <laughs> and I just put that, I'll put that little tiny uh, sign on my fingertip, run it across the top of the glue stick, and I can put it into place. And then if I need to move it with a pair of tweezers, I can move it where I want. It doesn't leave an ugly residue on my on my building or damage it in any way. And um, you know, let's say I put a couple posters on one side on one wall, and I have some on another side on a different wall, and uh, I don't like how, you know, I thought this poster might look better over here or there. Um, I've had good luck with that. Or other signs that aren't necessarily posters, but uh, just regular signs that you stick on like a fence or something. Um, they, they work, it works real well. And it holds too. I've never lost one off of it, so. And it's and it's cheap. It's affordable. Yeah, it's super cheap. I think it's I think it's like a buck fifty-seven or something like that, you know? And uh, I've had that for two or three years. So yeah, good idea. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, so I will, uh, I will do my detail. I have a detail part. So okay. uh, my detail part is, uh, oh man, this is bad. Hang on, hang on. You, you, Dad, you oh do, boy, you do your detail part. I, I got to find it in the. I bag. do my detail part. Hang on. I didn't even have one ready, but I will. Oh my goodness. Hmm. I will. I will talk about the detail part that I put on the layout. We did talk about it earlier. The toilet. It is made by Best. B E S T. Best. Um, it was a two-piece toilet. You get three to a pack. Ah. It wasn't expensive. It was like four dollars. And I have to tell y'all, it might have been even in any model or structure or whatever I built. Oh. I think that was the most frustrating and difficult thing I ever put together. It's a two-piece toilet, and for whatever reason, I couldn't get the thing to glue together. I was using the CA glue, and uh, it, which works for me every time, and I would 
hold it, and it's so tiny. And this is why it's frustrating. It's it's a great it's a great quality detail part. Like it's a all great the toilet. It's a, well, it's a great toilet. Yeah, it's like all the other detail parts that you know that they make. Uh, I've never had a problem with their, their detail parts, um, but it, they're so tiny that when you're trying to hold them together, it's a tank and a bowl. And you're trying to glue them together. One of them goes at one angle, and one goes at the other angle. So you don't have a clamp. There's no clamp that'll hold it together. It's, there's no clamp designed to do that. And, and, and it's too small to use a clamp with. So you got to literally hold them with your fingers. Well, the problem was they were sticking to my fingers. And uh, so, so you're trying to pick them off, and, and uh, you know, it just took me, I'd say, an hour and a half to glue a two-piece toward it together until I finally got it to stick. I was just so frustrated. I would, I'd get up and walk away and swear at it and everything else. And uh, when, it, when it did turn out good, when it was done, and I, I, when I just, you know, used a white paint, white, put white paint on it, and inside the bowl, and you can't see on the diorama, and I feel so Oh, no, no, no. Don't tell me. You tell me. Yeah. No, 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 no. I didn't do that. I didn't, I, Detailed the inside of the bowl. Oh, no. I, well, what I did was inside the bowl, I did, but I took this stuff called an AK Interactive Mix, and it's called um, Mud uh, Puddles. Oh, okay. I got it. I actually, oh, bought yeah. the sh- actually bought it at the show in, in, in Altoona from, uh, from, from Doug. And um, it's uh, AK Puddles, and it has this murky brown greenish water that looks kind of like snot. And um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I took one little, I, it's so, it's, the bowl is so tiny that you can't just squirt it in there, you know? And uh, so I had to take <laughs> one little drop of the toothpick and uh, put two drops in at a time. And uh, and I filled it like halfway. You can't you can't see it. Only the only the human eye, if it's on top of the toilet, is going to see that. Okay, but it, yeah. for me, it was neat to know it was in there. And um, and then I kind of made it weathered and put a little uh, rust on. But I, then I took the rust off of it a little bit with the. Uh, but you know, you, you say, well, why why did you rust a white porcelain toilet bowl? Well, if you see them sitting outside, they look like they got rust and gook and mud all over them every time. We'll you, just say, you we'll see, just say right. it's mud. Yeah, mud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I said, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, so that was my, that was my detail part. I had a lot of fun with that part, and uh, yeah, it, but but it was frustrating, and uh, yeah, so that was it. Cool. <laughs> Brent, did you find your I, uh, did. I you did. It was, detail a, part? it was across the living room, and I had to put all my stuff down and go grab it, but I and it's nothing like spectacular, but I was I, I saw them when we went down this past weekend to visit um, Tommy Gilbert's uh, hobby shop in Gettysburg, and uh, it's a titchy, it's just a titchy piece. But I I was rifling through the titchy windows and I saw a set of freight doors that I don't remember seeing before, and they are um, it's a freight door three freight doors with uh, arched transom so it has a instead of the freight door with just this, the the flat top the straight top it's a uh, it's got a really high arch in the windows above the freight door so oh, yeah. whatever nice. whatever reason it caught my eye it's not something i've ever seen i don't think i've seen it on any kits i've seen from anyone posting so just it was just unique and and i've been doing a lot of freight doors that are just squares they're like 
perfectly square and they're they're getting boring and they're getting repetitive. So I'm gonna throw this one onto some of the kits I've done. I have enough. I bought enough to kind of redo some of the buildings I did to change up the freight doors a little bit because they're all looking the same after a while. Mm-hmm. So that's my that's true, yeah. That's all me. The official whatever the official uh, product is uh, Titchy Train Freight Doors uh, eighty twenty two is the part number. So mm-hmm. I uh, yeah. So that's my little 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 part of the week, and I'll that'll go on my. Uh, my next build and then some of the other ones I did already I'm going to pop the old freight door out and cut a, a bigger hole for the arch to go back in mm-hmm. so, yeah that'll be a nice touch yeah so do you do you got one Dave oh you know I, I can't think of a specific detailed part but okay. one thing that I've come to rely on numerous times speaking of kitschy uh, now this isn't cheap. It's, it's probably going to run you about a hundred bucks. But they will sell you a box of every single one of their windows, and it comes with a chart with all of the code numbers and everything. And the reason I've really found it handy, even though it's a little pricey, is every now and then you'll get a kit that's got a missing window or two. A yes. key, you know, they they miss they miscounted when they packed the kit. Yep. Uh, or or one of the guys that I. I do some instruction writing for will accidentally leave out a window. Well, heck, nobody wants to stop a build to order a replacement window. So what you do, you just open up that box, you look for the exact window, and boom, you're ready to go. And then you just remember to order yourself one later to replace the one you stole from the uh, right. from the box. And then, and so then you... uh, I guess that's kind of a detail part. Uh, category. Yeah. I think we picked up a pack of, a box of them, didn't we, Dad? Yeah, I I, I bought two of those boxes actually. Um, I got them on you, eBay. You, they were I got a sweet deal on them, and uh, it, it is everything that Dave just said. It is that one you're missing that one piece, or you in the middle of, of like a scratch build. You're building, and you go, "Wow, I could add an extra window here." But it, you know, when oh, you've, oh you've on me, this particular, I was gonna say you've let me rifle through it. A, a few times for some extra stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And what, I need to I need to check to see if they uh, if they offer the same thing for for doors because I was doing a build here the other night and I I needed a a door that was missing mm-hmm. and uh, what I end up doing is going through my kit stash which remember I don't have uh, hey. looking for that exact piece. Well, the problem then is unless you write it down and replace it, you know, I, I put a little post-it note in the kit saying. I scavenged this door so that when I get around right. to building that kit, I'm not missing another damn door or window. Right. So yeah, I really should check to see if they also offer that with their uh, their door selection. They yeah. actually do, Dave. It's it's that's All what right. I have here. It's called a 200 piece window and door assortment from uh, oh, window the, uh, and door window okay. and door assortment, and it has doors in it. it. Has some garage doors and your regular doors in there. Uh, that's 200 pieces. I think that sells for about 40 bucks uh, for the set. Oh, that's and, not nearly uh, as much as I would expect. No, and that's I, I bought the two the two boxes. I got two boxes of them from somebody who was trying to sell them on on eBay, and uh, I, I was afraid when they were going to come and have to. Yeah, you know, they they already rummaged through, and they were just gonna give me, what, you know, <laughs> what was left. And uh, right. I got both of them for thirty five dollars each, so I paid seventy. I got two two boxes, and um, 
No, I don't even think I paid that. I think I paid fifty dollars for the two boxes. Right, that's the what full, I mean. The full price are about forty bucks. I, I paid, yeah. Well, the full price would have been forty for one. I got both boxes for fifty total, and um, it was a sweet deal. But uh, in the future, when I do run out. I, I am going to replenish and buy another one, and uh, but, but they're awesome. I'm finding that out now on this uh, Annapolis uh, building that I'm building here, the um, Shiplap House. Uh, it has various because it's 250 years old. It has various uh, different windows in different sizes on different walls, um, and um, this is very resourceful having that box set. Uh, I would think that for a scratch builder, that would probably be pretty essential to have that that mm-hmm. that box, you know, yeah. full, of, and, full of stuff. I wonder if the uh, if Grantline offered that as well, or if the, the the new buyer, the new owner of Grantline, will make that available because uh, that would that would be useful. And yeah, it's and it, it's something nice to have, and like you said, it, it isn't cheap in the, in the beginning when you first purchase it. As a if you think of it as you're buying a box of plastic windows, it's not cheap. But if you start doing a lot of scratch builds, you'll see that, okay, well, if I only use 10 or so windows or, you know, about that from this box, well, the price per piece is is actually very cheap. And uh, it allows you to build it allows you to build a lot with what you have for when once you're done and you've exhausted all those windows and doors, it ended up being a few bucks per building rather than rather than buying. I was just going to say. yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, rather than buying a, like I did for these freight doors, it was three. Now nah, it's still not expensive, but three dollars and fifty cents for four freight doors versus uh, the volume that you're getting with a box like that. Yeah, and the uh, to me, the it just has saved the aggravation of having to put a kid on hold while you go place an order, right? Just because you're missing that one dang window. <laughs> exactly. Right. That's, that to me, that's worth the price of admission. Okay, let's say you have this box is two hundred pieces. And and you open a whole can of worms with your with your uh, your uh, small detail part there, Dave. But you have a two hundred uh, piece piece uh, window door segment that I just had. And I, let's say I paid let's say I paid the full price of forty dollars for it. And uh, had I not done that, and I was building, and I wanted to build a scratch build, and I needed. 11 windows of this size and six windows of that size and two doors and and I I get online and I'd have to order it and I'd each order each one of those sets. Well, I'm only getting maybe 15 parts and I'm paying six, seven, eight dollars in shipping on top of that. And mm-hmm. uh, now I'm at a $25 bill and I'm only getting uh, one, maybe one. Fifteenth of what I'm using out of that box, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, so so yeah. I mean, in that in that sense, it's 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 definitely it's definitely a good deal. You know, well, it's also really useful for me because if I go online and look at the pictures of the windows and I find the one I think I need, and then it comes and it's like, oh dang, it's the, it's not the right size. But by mm-hmm. going into that box, I can actually physically manipulate that window stick it in the window opening and make sure that's the one I need mm-hmm. and now I line it up with the graphic they provide you with now you've got stock number and now you know okay now I, I need 16 of these and you're not uh, right. you know you're not holding your breath waiting for the package to arrive and then it gets <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. size <laughs> <laughs> totally. 
That's the nice thing about Tiki, though, if you go to their site. Is it Tiki or Titchy? Titchy. We've had this. We've had this debate now six times. I know we talked about this. I already talked about this. But (laughs) if you go to their website, they on there they list the size of the window. So if you would have the window opening, not the window itself, the inside part where the edges are fit inside the opening, Um, and then you have a digital caliper uh, that you can a digital caliper where you can. you know, do the inches or metric. Um, yeah, I find that useful for uh, cutting my windows out on which, my buildings. Which let's let's go back for a second. A digital caliper does not have to be very expensive. No, I know you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we've talked about that on the on the show yet or not. But uh, I know you picked one. My up Harbor Freight one Harbor Freight. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I've used it countless times. And Micro Mark will be six times that. Yes, <laughs> I mean, I exactly. love Micro Mark, but oh my gosh. Okay. And it, it, it's dead on every time. Every time I use it, it's dead on. Um, it works great for me. Uh, even if the battery wears out, I don't even know where the I don't even know where is a battery in it. I just wanted to, I just wanted uh, to but, throw that out there because uh, it it, it yeah. sounds like it could be an inexpensive tool, but it doesn't have to be. But right on their website, yeah. they have the the you know the proper sizes that you need if you are using a digital caliper, and you can uh, obviously uh, uh, just go by those sizes. And while you're waiting for your uh, windows to show up. You're, you have already got the, the openings cut out, which is cool. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So that's my, yeah. that's my I guess, detail detail part of the week. <laughs> okay, now we got an oddball one for you. We haven't done it in a while, but we're going to throw it out there. What kind of music have you been listening to this week, Brett? Oh. When you were at your work fence. Oh. Um, well, what have you been listening to? It, I'm not proud of it. <laughs> this, is, this is really bad. Let's go. Okay. It is, uh, so, if the guy, okay, I'm just going to go with it. The guy's name is, uh, Machine Gun Kelly, and he's a, uh, he's a rapper, and it's, uh, it is not, it is definitely not for the kids or the weak at heart, um, but I, I don't know why I heard, I had my, like, whatever radio on the one day, like, playing a, a random songs, and I heard the one, heard a couple songs from him, and I'm like, this isn't that bad, and I, I just went down this rabbit trail of listening to him for like a a, a day straight. And now I'm hooked on it, but uh, <laughs> like I said, don't don't judge me on it. It's not it's trash. It's trashy music, but uh, it, it gets it gets me pumped up in some weird way to get some work done. So it is what it is. Oh boy, Dave, is there something you like to listen to? Uh, well, you know they say that you tend to listen later in life to the music you grew up with like in high school. So I, I, I have a, uh, I've always got my cell phone plugged in here and I listen to, um, what do you call them? It's not a radio station, but it's online. Um, and it, so I tend to listen to a lot of seventies music, okay. not that disco crap, but <laughs> yeah. a lot of that. Um, and so, you know, Fleetwood Mac, Billy Joel, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but oh, I, also like, I like, uh, I like film movie scores. Uh, you know, not not the soundtracks that have the songs, but you know the atmospheric music that yeah. they use. Oh yeah, I, mean, I I've, yeah I've been a movie soundtrack buff since I was in high school, and I, I I have a bunch of favorites that are loaded on my phone here, and I, I listen to that a lot, you know, and oh. and uh, and I, I listen to a lot of podcasts while I'm modeling. You know, I teach right. history, I teach government, so I'm always listening to those damn things. Although I'm getting pretty 
sick of the politics ones. <laughs> uh, so I listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, NPR has a lot of entertaining mm-hmm. podcasts. Um, there's one I've been listening to a lot lately called Mortified. And basically it's recorded live. They get people to get up on stage and read out loud from their high school diaries, their journals. Oh, my. <laughs> and some, some oh of them are funny as, funny as all get out. So I find all kinds yeah. of easy podcasts to listen to. But as far as music goes, yeah, it's usually 70s and uh, maybe some some uh, film scores. Oh, that's great. It's, it's kind of funny because my wife's a music teacher. But except for at my workbench, we never have any music playing in the house. Huh. <laughs> kind of odd. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a little unusual. Yeah. But, oh, that's cool. I didn't know you were a history teacher, too. Oh, wow. Oh, uh, yeah. I am a history I'm a history All right, what, what are you listening to? I listen to uh, Theory of a Dead Man this week and uh, for the little on the wild side. And uh, and then, of course, uh, some country music with a group called Parmalee. Uh, I've been listening Ooh. to them a lot lately. And uh, it's it's a... Yeah, there, it's a good kind. It, I, we are very, very taste in music, but Brett and I both yeah, have I, a one leak. I'll be listening. To I thing. love. A, I was gonna say one leak. I'm one week. I'm listening to like old Rat Pack, you know, Dean Martin or Frank Sinatra or whatever, and then yeah. the next week I have this trashy rap music on. It, I, I, I'm all over the board. <laughs> I, I, I listen to everything. Yeah, I'll but, and I, and I like too. I like talk radio too. Yeah, I, uh, you know, we, uh, my wife and I just finished a trip to North Carolina and we stopped in and I got to see Jeff Grove and meet his wife. And so for about a week after that, I was kind of on a, a bluegrass kick. So I was listening yeah. to that for a while. Uh, oh, yeah. every now and then, yeah, every now and then I'll listen to, um, some, uh, big band stuff like Big Bad Voodoo Daddy is a lot of fun. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I haven't heard that in a while. So time. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I so I, you know, stuff. every now and then I'll get on a kick and listen to something different but yeah like like the rest of us old folks we tend to fall back on our uh our, yeah. our, our fall back into our musical ruts yeah you named the on your ones you named from the 70s they're they're ones i grew up listening to too and uh yeah. and every now and then you gotta you gotta just crank the old stuff on you know so, mm-hmm. man yeah. i miss the old fleetwood mac and oh mm-hmm. my word uh, i what the i have on the other month it wasn't Fleetwood Mac um, I can't remember it was a 70s thing and my wife came in and goes oh my gosh you're listening to that and I was like she goes I haven't heard that since we were in school um, <laughs> hey, what I, that was. I will say I'll, I'm going to relate with you guys for a second maybe maybe not but I was listening to the cars the other week so Car, uh, <laughs> my word. So I go That's all. 80, so. All right. Well, for me, everything before '89 was was uh, <laughs> was is history. So. <laughs> But yeah, oh, that's great. Anything, anything prior to uh, you know 2015 is an oldie now. So <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, my gosh, my students now, the students I have now, were not even born yet when 9/11 happened. Well, oh. you talk about a reality check. Yeah, you know? especially yeah. especially as a history teacher, that's got to be kind of uh, you know. Well, one of the kids, I you know, I was I was I don't want to. I'm getting off the subject of the podcast here, but I was engaging in a discussion earlier this year and about how some 
some events in your life stick with you forever. You know, like my parents remember where they were when JFK was killed and all that stuff. And so I started asking the kids, uh, what do you remember about 9-11? And they all looked at me like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> they weren't born yet, <laughs> you know? It just dawned on me, oh, my gosh, that makes me, you know, ancient. Yeah. Oh, my word. Yeah. That's that's one of the things. I, I was in seventh grade, so that one, that's a font. That's a that's a sticker for me. That, that was a big one. Yeah. But that'll be my yeah. that'll be my that's my moment that I think. Well, yeah, is you hit one. on the history thing is a huge thing with both of us. We love our history. Uh, I, oh, yeah. Uh, I, know, I, know I have been your, studying uh, your reenactment. Your reenactment. Uh, well, not just that. Not just that. Yeah, not just the reenactment portion of civil, actual civil war itself. I've actually been studying for the last couple of years. Uh, eventually, I would like to take the the battlefield guide test at Gettysburg. And, oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's, I've been. I have. I went and took a seminar on uh, on all that to uh, prepare myself for it. And uh, I just have to get the. I just have to work up the courage. All my friends tell me that I'm ready to go now, but uh, I'm sure. Oh Brett, yeah. Yeah, you would be a natural for that What with your background and be right there in the uh, in the geographic area, you know. Yeah. But uh, on the yeah. forum this week, uh, Bob Butts, who's a great structure modeler, he was doing a build thread. Uh, no, it wasn't in the build thread. It was in the morning, uh, bag, what they call the baggage car. Guys just chime in, talk about right. what they're doing today. And Bob had mentioned that every 4th of July... He does his annual viewing of the movie Gettysburg. Uh-huh, right. And so that got us talking on the railroad or <laughs> on the, the modelers forum about the Civil War. And one of the guys was talking about how the best 65 bucks he ever spent was hiring one of those certified Gettysburg guys. That's so you'd be, uh, you, Oh, you would be a natural. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know the field. I've covered just about every square inch of it as Breck and Attack by foot. With a book in yeah. a field book in hand, and I know the yeah. regiments, I know where they were, where they were at, and I could show you stuff on there that you probably never, uh, you would never see from the tour guide uh, and you'll trip and you'll from the visitor center. And you'll be covered in ticks by the time it's over. <laughs> oh. Well, you know, you, if you're going to do it, go, go yeah. realistic. You right. know, don't, don't be a what do they what do they call them? Farbs. Yeah, oh, are, yeah. Are, 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 they, are they the ones that try so, yeah. to cut the corners? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I learned, uh, I learned yeah. that term. Uh, okay. You've probably read it. Have you ever read the book Confederates in the Attic? Yes. Uh, well, uh, I, Rob Tony, Hodges, Tony personally. Yeah, to, Tony Horowitz. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Horowitz. But the, the, the yeah. guy he writes about is Rob Hodges and... Uh, we have done some. We've done some events with that guy, those guys. <laughs> yeah, that's where I. That's, that's where I learned the term. I mean, he, in a way, I think he kind of is sideways poking fun mm-hmm. at reenactors. But, but I. That's where I learned the word. The term farms is from re- reading Confederates <laughs> in the Attic. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Well, we're <laughs> well, you, talking you about that. Now we're on that. Um, we yeah. were talking about the expo, and you know, maybe they need to look at Gettysburg as a place to hold it. Um, yeah. you were, you brought that up with me and, uh, maybe that's something in the future they can consider, uh, because there's a, the Lincoln train 
is there. They have a Lincoln Train Museum there. They have the the you know, the Gettysburg uh, Railroad Station uh, where Lincoln came in on the train and uh, walked to his hotel from there. Uh, the weekend he gave the Gettysburg Address on November nineteenth of eighteen sixty three, and, uh, mm-hmm. and you know there's so much there's so much railroad involved there. In fact, there's even a railroad graveyard down there. Right. Uh, oh, no Oh yeah, you can see there's like old real uh, passenger cars and stuff, and you know they're now. I don't know how open to the public is down there. Well, but, and, and but, even uh, on the main battlefield itself, there's the railroad cut, which is a huge. Yeah, you yeah. know. Oh the, yeah, up there, up there on the north end. It's yeah. a, I mean, and that's I mean, it's, it's a it's a perfect tie-in for the whole thing. I mean, it's a little bit of, a little bit for the history buffs, but at the same time, not just not just Gettysburg, but. Locally in the PA area, there's so much railroad history in, right. se- in central yeah. Pennsylvania that it's it's it'll blow your mind if once you start digging half an hour, half an hour away, you have the Enola Yards there in Harrisburg, which right. were uh, there you crucial, go, there you go, crucial to uh, and, uh, the Civil War. And about a half an hour west, you have the Tuscarora Line, which um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, was it Steve and George we're talking about mm-hmm. on our right. on a show a couple weeks ago. Uh, and that's an old coal line that runs out of Tuscarora Mountains. So, I mean, if you, any direction you go, there's a boatload right. of stuff. And if you go to Frederick, if you go to Frederick, Maryland, which is a half an hour drive south of, of oh, Gettysburg, so yeah. not very far south, uh, there is a B&O, Robo, B&O Museum, I believe, is the down well-load. there. Is a <laughs> I They have a couple B&O uh, museums down there uh, in Maryland area. I think there's one in Baltimore as well. But I know that they have a, a B&O place in Frederick. Right. Uh, so, which is cool. But um, and I, yeah, I mean, and I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not one of the expo organizers, but I don't know that it has to be all trains all the time. Anyway, I'd be willing to bet that a, ton, a huge percentage of model railroaders, or at least structure builders, are also yeah. history buffs and Civil War in particular. So to me, boy, Gettysburg just sounded like a natural choice. And if they do it. I will take everybody if they want. We'll pick a time during the day where I would personally meet with everybody who wants to come down, and I'll give you the history. I've done tours oh, of it already yeah. for groups of the railroad, the battle at the railroad cut, which was an unfinished. Yeah, absolutely. And, and not only is it rich in railroad history, and uh, you know, a, a great place just to travel to. It's easy for people to get to with Route 15, and it's yeah. not far off of the 95 Beltway. It's not far off of a major highway access, so it's 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 convenient. Well, and, it's convenient for, the, for a lot of the East Coast to get to. Right. Well, and for people like me out of the Midwest, you know, there it's not that far from a number of decent airports. You know? Right. Because I would I would be fine and. Yeah, you would want to fly into either Baltimore, uh, Baltimore, or Harrisburg, or Washington, which would be an yeah, easy drive. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure. Uh, again, this is kind of getting off of the trains, but <laughs> you can edit this out if you want. If we're getting too much into the weeds, but <laughs> right. the way this all came up in the first place was Bob, as I said, 
Bob Butts was gearing up to, for his annual viewing of the movie Gettysburg, and I found out that he had never read the Killer Angels material, <laughs> uh, the Michael Chara Pulitzer Prize winning now. Right, right. And my, I told the story. <laughs> I told the story. It was 1980. I was just a year out of high school. I had never taken an independent trip before. And a buddy of mine and I, we took my Chevy Chevette, which was my first car. <laughs> we tied our bikes to the roof of the car. And we drove to Gettysburg to spend a week just using our bikes so that we could be on the ground and get the feel for the land and all that stuff. Sure. And I sat, I sat on the, you know, the big boulder where the 20th Main Monument is. Right. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I sat on that boulder. And it was pretty close to the anniversary because this would have been, mm-hmm. well, he was a year behind me, so this would have been right after school went out. So it was had to be pretty close to the 1st of July. And I sat on that boulder and I spent an hour or so reading the chapter in the Killer Angels about the uh, fight for Little Round Top. So I was right there at the spot where it happened, reading <laughs> Michael Char's account of uh, of the 20th Maine's defense, and that's one of the best memories I have. <laughs> and what, oh, yeah. What a better place to read it than that. Yep. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I like to do. I like to go out in that field with a field guide in my hand and uh, go to the actual spot where I'm reading about and just read it, and then I can visualize, you know, yeah, everything yeah. around me as it happens. Now it's great. To now do I that. don't know. Yeah, it is. It, it's it's actually visit. <laughs> when my wife and I were before we were married, or shortly after, we would take trips. You know, being from Illinois, I grew up as a as a Lincoln buff. You know, right. Um, I used to tell people I was a Civil War buff before you ever heard of uh, Ken Burns, you know. <laughs> but anyway, we would go, we would take vacations, and I would want to pull over at every damn historical marker, and she would just roll her eyes and go, "Oh my God, not another cabin." <laughs> 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 yeah. But yeah, yes, Gettysburg, I think would be uh, I think it would be perfect for the expo. Yeah, me too. Um, hotels galore, restaurants, some amazing places to eat. So well, and, yeah. and and what's nice about doing it in the fall is it's off peak, so um, you know you wouldn't be yeah. you wouldn't be conflicting with the summertime rush of travelers, right? Yeah, right. and the rates uh, would be lower, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if they, they had the reasons for why they choose things, but yeah. Well, hey, yeah. if anyone, yeah, well, you know, if anyone in charge of making those decisions is listening to this podcast, just uh, just consider it. <laughs> yeah, well, they'll, I'm sure they've heard about it already because we've talked oh, it up yeah. now. I think at, at least twice this week on the forum, <laughs> right. and you know that that Jimmy, Jimmy, I think is the uh, administrator of the forum, and I know Doug's involved, and right, they're the ones right. that put on the expo. So I'm sure the bug has already been planted. Oh yeah, so that's good. That's good. So, so I think we've covered a lot of stuff here today. Um, already, we have uh, I don't know how long we've been on. A while. A while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I can be quite a. Uh, I can I can be quite a chatterbox. No, that's no, no, okay. No, but we Brett, back. Brett, you're I want you back. Doing some editing. You're open to it. Actually, I'd hang like on. To- real quick, this won't yes. take long to edit because it's all on Skype and it's all one audio file. So I will just I will just pump this out quick. One, this will be a good one. Yeah. Well, there you go. I don't think any of us did too much swearing. No, no I just okay. had my moment there. I had my moment. So. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yes, I, had, I, I, I had a moment that I said I wasn't going to have before I did it, and oh, wow. anyhow, it happens. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, it's it, it was a good show. I'd like to have you back on again to do some more. 
Um, and, oh, and I, I, even I, I when we, yeah. when we have uh, some some of our special guests and stuff on, um, I'm gonna, I'll, you know, Brett and I'll get a hold of you and say, hey, you want to jump on with us? And uh, yeah, well, you can you can be on there and talk to him as well, which will be kind of cool. Right. Well, that'd be a lot of fun. I, I, I'm sorry we missed Jason, Jason Jensen. We've never spoken yeah. in person. We've mm-hmm. communicated via Facebook. I, I kind of got to know his work through you guys. Right. So we've 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 chatted on uh, Facebook, but uh, never actually got to uh, talk in person. Well, so I'm sorry we missed him tonight. Okay. But I understand. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. So do I. I, I understand he's gonna be doing some clinics at the expo so that's good yeah yeah and yeah. we will uh we will try to get you guys both on again uh another date yep right right uh, were you are you going to the expo as well in albany uh i am you know it's it, it's a little cost me costly for me because number one obviously you know i fly right because right. of my you know school but i also only get so many sick days and personal days in a school year but i went last year because i finally said you know doggone it if i get hit by a truck tomorrow i'm gonna regret not having made it to an expo so i (laughs) I bit the bullet (laughs) i bit the bullet and took the time and went to altoona last year Mm -hmm. and i had a ball i mean i got to meet people that I had been talking to on the forum for years, but never right. actually met them. And we all went to dinner, and we sat together in clinics. So yes, <laughs> I will be. I will be in. Uh, well, we're all going to do uh, that again. In November. Oh yeah. Well, we're all doing that again. I talked to Kenny about it. I talked to to um, we, recently. We talked to Jeff about it, and we said about getting you on because they think so highly of you. You do a lot of their right. direction. Right? I didn't know we're talking about, and we're going to get Jason there and Doug and whoever else wants to go that we've ever had on our show, and any of the listeners that want to come. Uh, but we're going to find a meet meet place, and we're going to we're going to go out and have dinner together. And uh, I have a funny and, feeling that's going to be pretty interesting. And since Brett's going to blow us off, he's graciously oh. offered to pick up the pick up the tent. Yeah. All right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Let me get my checkbook out. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's getting water. Everyone's just going to get uh, water and chips at night. <laughs> uh, you know what? That would be plenty, considering the, the quality of the company. The, right. Because yeah, last year, but you know, my aunt oh. asked me, "What you like best about the, uh, the expo?" And I said, Meet, "Meeting these guys and going to dinner and just, you know, you pick up a whole new circle of friends." You know. So uh, yeah, I'll be. Sure. I'll be in Oh yeah. That's fantastic. I'm looking forward to spending time with you guys. Yeah, yeah. Look forward to it. Yep. Very cool. Okay. Well, Well, that'll be a wrap. And so we're going to say goodnight. And uh, we wish everybody a a great weekend. It was definitely a a good time. I enjoyed it.